0: Morning, guys. So uh, in the week, I was, I was uh, really asking the Lord, you know, while I was praying, asking the Lord for a word for us, you know, going into December now and also going into the new year. Um, it was just something that on my heart, and I was saying, Lord, there's so much going on. Over the Christmas time, there's so much temptation, you know, temptation in buying and temptation in, temptation in going to parties and sexual promiscuity, and there's um, temptation to go back to the old things. as a festive time, and sometimes you want to go back to the, the things of the past. And even those thoughts come into my mind, you know. The drugs and the, and the sex and the rock and roll and all these things. And, um, but there's also sometimes there's a fear in our hearts and a fear in our minds about what, what is 2022 going to bring, you know. Um, what are the things that the Lord maybe is going to uh, require of me? Are we going to be asked to relocate or move jobs or lose jobs? You know, am I I going to be able to pay bills? Am I going to be able to pay school fees? And, uh, you know, what is going to be expected of me? What sacrifices are we going to have to make in this time? Um, And sometimes there's an an uncertainty as we draw near to the end of the year and we're going to go into the next year. And so that is what was on my heart. And I'm asking the Lord, Lord, can you give us a word? Um, a word that will deal with any apprehension that we might have, any fear that we might have, a word that will set us confidently in the starting blocks, ready and zealous for you. Because when I go into 2022, I'll, I want to know that the Lord is with me. I want to know that you know, there's a fire in me. I want to be confident in him, and I, want to, I don't want any fear to be upon me. So I'm really asking for the church as well, Lord, a word for that, that you'll give us a word something to comfort us, something to set us off, and then as I'm praying that I'm thinking also a word for over this time, over the time that they call it a silly season, where people do a lot of silly things, and sometimes in the new year when we get back to church, there's a lot of testimonies about adultery, and um, fornication, and drugs, and people have slipped up, so I'm saying, Lord, please will you give us something that will keep us strong, a word that will sustain us, and a word that will keep us, amen. So, uh, and as I got up from praying, I finished praying, I, I felt these words come to me. Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Those are the words that came to me. It, it, and it was almost like the Lord was saying, these are the words, that, uh, it's a key to unlock something for us. It's a portion of scripture um, from Hebrews Chapter 12, verse 2. I didn't give um, any of the guys any of the scriptures, but if you can, if you can put it up in time. Um, Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. And it comes from Hebrews chapter 12. But I just want to read a little bit before and after that verse, just so we can get a more clearer picture um, of this word. So it says, therefore, since we are surrounded, from verse 1 Such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And I just thought, what an amazing encouragement from the Lord to persevere and endure with him and with one another as we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus over this time an encouragement to persevere in him and to endure in him. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And consider him, Jesus, who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And You know, the best way for me to and for us to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus is to connect with Jesus, is to connect with the King of kings and the Lord of lords in prayer, in crying out to him, in seeking him, And in reading his word, letting him speak to you. Amen? Reading your Bible. But the key verse there was, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. And I realized as I thought in that word that it was not only about Jesus picking up his cross and entering into a joy. But also about you and me picking up our crosses. Picking up our crosses and entering into his joy. Amen? One of the prerequisites or conditions for a Christian to have the joy of the Lord is that you pick up your cross. There's the joy of the world, but then there's the joy of the Lord. If Jesus for the joy set before him had to pick up his cross that led to his death, for the, that led to his death, then you and I have a responsibility also to pick up our cross, to enter into his joy. And each and every day, you die to your selfish nature for that joy. You die to your selfish nature, and you enter into His presence. You get on your hands and your knees, and you cry out to God. You connect with the Lord, so you can enter into His joy. Amen? I felt for some people, you know, if you haven't had, maybe in this year, times have been tough for you, and you had not had a breakthrough, and you haven't walked in the joy of the Lord. And things have been maybe, maybe you've lost some people in your family. Or things have not worked out for you, maybe financially. And there's a place where we come to, to deal with that. And it's at the feet of Jesus. When we get before Him, and we cry out to Him, and we pray to Him, and we share everything on our hearts and on our minds, and we pour it out on His feet. There's a place where you come out of that and you've got the joy of the Lord. And I think for a lot of us, for our breakthrough is to get into the presence of God, get to His feet, get down by His feet and cry out to Him and communicate with Him and pray to Him and beseech Him. Amen? Okay. I want to say we don't want to set for mediocre second-hand joy. I can't be satisfied with a little bit of joy that comes from the master's table. I want the full joy. I don't want the worldly joy. I want the joy that comes from spending time with Jesus. In um, in the story of Jesus' birth, when Mary is pregnant, she goes to visit her, her relative, her cousin. Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. And as she's pregnant with Jesus in her womb, and as she gets to the house, she calls out to Elizabeth. And Elizabeth says, when I heard your greeting, the baby... baby in me jumped for joy because Jesus was there the presence of God was there something about getting into the presence of God that the joy of the Lord comes upon you and you walk away there with the joy amen Okay. Jesus saw that the joy was coming when he picked up his cross and carried it to where he was going to be killed for the sins of all mankind for your and my sins he saw the joy that was coming The joy was before him as he had to pick up his cross. Picking up his cross was so hectic, so heavy for the Lord to pick up his cross. That as he prayed to the Father about it, about this responsibility and this mission that was his to pick up his cross, it says in the book of Luke chapter 22 that he bled out of his face. So difficult was it for him to pick up that cross for you and me, that blood poured out of his face as he stressed And as he um, deliberated, is that the right word, with the Lord, in Luke chapter 22, verse 42, uh, it says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done, Lord. And so he obeyed the Father and picked up his cross and carried it to his death. Jesus saw the joy that comes from people being saved from eternal destruction and living in relationship with Him. He saw the joy of fellowship with Him and the Father through the Holy Spirit. The joy of worshiping Him. And the joy, the things that give the Lord joy, He transfers to us. So the things that His heart, why His heart burns, He transfers to us, He gives to us too. The joy of praying to Him and hearing from Him in His word. The joy of intimacy with God the Father. The joy of Jesus working together together. With his church to reach the nations, he saw the joy of seeing sinners come into churches all over the world. And the joy of people receiving the free gift of eternal life. And the joy of seeing people receive the Holy Spirit. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. It was worth the suffering for our Lord. Because he saw the joy he was to experience for all eternity, that joy. For the joy set before him, he endured his cross. And as I'm thinking of this, I realize that the Lord is giving us his word as an example to us so that we too will pick up our crosses. We will pick up our crosses and enter into his joy. Once we are in his joy, it is like a, when we're in the joy of the Lord, we've been seeking his face and we're in his presence. And we come away there full of joy. It is like a protection. I'm just getting my place here. Around our hearts and our minds, the things of the world just seem so dim and so far from us. And they become so unattractive because we've been in the presence of the Lord. And we have the joy of the Lord. You know, you might not know how this month and over Christmas will look or how next year is going to look. But when you've got the joy of the Lord, it doesn't matter. Because you know that Jesus is with you. Your delivery is with you. You've been spending time with your Lord. And the joy of the Lord, it says in the Bible, is your strength. Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. It's Matthew 16 from verse 24 to 25. When you pick up your cross daily, you will find true life and true joy that gives true fulfillment. When I pick up my cross, it's the Lord's joy that I enter into. And when it's the Lord's joy, you know He's with you and nothing gets you down. What then shall we say to these things? It says in Romans 8 verse 31. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? The joy of the Lord is my strength. The Lord knows and advises us to walk in His joy. Because it strengthens us against the unseen enemy. I know that over this Christmas time, I need strength. I need, I need the strength of the Lord to come and strengthen me. I need to get into the presence of God daily for His joy to fill me. When I come out of that closet in the morning, when I come out of that prayer closet, you would rather say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old Eclin, eh? <laughs> <laughs> amen you are getting a laugh here but when I come out of the prayer closet in the morning I want to have the joy of the Lord wherever I go because it's that joy that's going to strengthen me when I've got the joy of the Lord then the things of the world don't bother me the temptations of this world they seem so yucky because I've been spending time with Jesus the devil does not want you to be immersed in the Holy Spirit, to have joy. Satan and all these fallen angels, they don't want you to have the joy of the Lord. They don't want you to have the presence of God. They hate it because they know it's difficult to tempt you. They know that if you've got the joy of the Lord, you're not going to be faced by the worries and the cares and finances. They don't want you to have the joy of the Lord Often I've been in shopping centers or in malls and I've seen people that are either Satanists or they're just full of evil and they see the joy on you and you can see their faces. They don't like it. It says in John chapter 1 that uh, in the beginning was the Word and word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made and without Him nothing was made that had been made. In Him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. In another version it says the darkness has not overcome it. The devil doesn't want you to have the joy. When you've got the joy, he's powerless over you because you've been spending time with Jesus. Amen? So I want to say that over, over this December holiday time for singles, but also for couples, there seems to be increased temptation in many areas even spending and impressing. And like I said earlier on, the old life, drugs, alcohol, parties, adultery, there are many different temptations. Even as you go to the beach, you must first have spent spend time with the Lord, men. Come on, tell it like it is. You need to have been prayed up and spending time with the Lord so that when you're walking on the beach, you focus, my friend. <laughs> See, that's that's nice, but I'm going here. I've heard a few people say, I'm not going to the beach, I can't go to the beach, it's too much temptation. No, you must get into the presence of the Lord, my friend. Then when you go to the beach, you will see people that are showing off a lot um, in a different light. You'll see these people, Jesus loves them, he's got a plan for them. It's the the joy of the Lord that gives you strength and helps you to resist temptation. Um, So a while back, I had to go pick up money from a client in the southern suburbs. And, you know, obviously I brought it into the light afterwards, shared with the elders. And I wasn't an elder at the time or even a community leader. I remember that time I was still struggling with drugs. And I had a small little motorbike. And I drove through to the southern suburbs. I had to go pick up some money from this client and um, I prayed that morning and I was you know I was really in the presence of the Lord and crying out to the Lord and as I got to this house it was a multi million rand house we had done work on the outside of the house and the domestic allowed me in, you know, in a in a uniform and said to me, um, please you can go upstairs, the lady's waiting for you. You go, you no know, pick your money up. And um <laughs> why are you laughing <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad start to the story. <laughs> but I'm, I, go up, I go upstairs and the lady says, oh, Hi, Dexon, please come in. And she's in her bedroom and she's under her blankets and she's chatting with me. And she's, um, I'm talking to her and I'm. Something's funny. I'm feeling something funny, like a warmth come over me. I'm like, Something's not right up in this place. And she's having a glass of red wine and she's chatting to me. <laughs> and I say to her, Well, I need to go now. And. Um, and she says to me, no, just wait. And she rips the, the duvet right off her. And um, then "Ladies, this lady's naked. And I'm like, she said, Declan, just wait. I'm coming now. And she goes into the ensuite. I'm just going to have a shower. Could you wait for me? And I'm like, sure. And um, I close my eyes. And I must say, I don't get many prophetic pictures. But now I'm saying, Lord, please give me a picture here. Give me something. And uh, sure. And it was a very beautiful woman. And um, I close my eyes and I. Yo, I see a picture of a drive in. You know, driving, for those of you that don't know, we, when we were younger, we used to go in cars to a big parking lot and there's a big driving screen. And they put a speaker on your, on your car door and you watch the movie. And I see a picture of a big uh, driving screen, four letters on there, and it says, flee. <laughs> Yo, Hallelujah. And um, sure, I open my eyes. I say to this lady, I have to go. Um, I've got things to do. She No, no, Declan, I'm coming now. It won't be five minutes. I said, No, I've got to go. I've got to get back to my place now. We'll speak again. I'll speak to you later. And uh, I shoot out there and I'm running and I'm getting out of there. And I get down and I get onto my motorbike and I, my little motorbike, and I drive home. I come all the way back here to Tableview from the southern suburbs. Whoo! But you know, the devil wanted me to fall. And he offered me some flesh. He offered me something. And I want to say that uh, beware of the devil coming to offer you things over this Christmas time. Beware of Satan coming to offer you some delicacies, some of the, the delicacies of Egypt, whether it is sex or drugs, something tasty. Be careful of that when he comes to offer you flesh, the things of the flesh he tried to offer me some flesh looking back in the picture I don't even see a clear picture of that but I remember this afterwards it was just flesh that poor woman needs Jesus and if I had to taste of that flesh it it says that flesh leads to destruction leads to death where the worm never dies it's a stinking place the devil offered me some flesh to enjoy but I've been spending time with the Lord I had the joy of the Lord And so he was with me. It kept me from that that temptation. And for us as a church, the Lord wants us to get into his presence daily. It will keep us from that temptation. It will keep us from whatever it is that the devil throws you away. You will have the joy of the Lord. That will be your strength. I want to encourage us to get into his presence every morning. Cry out to the Lord. If you don't know how to pray, you just talk to him. Tell him how you feel. I often tell people, when you tell the Lord how you feel, bear him, all your feelings, all your problems It's worth so much to Him. And you feel, you experience how it comes through for you. Amen? Be careful when, when, the, when the devil offers you flesh over this time. Guys, Jesus said, whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true. Drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I am in him. As the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father. So whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. That's John chapter 6 from verse 54 to 57. I should have put that up first. Maybe I can just read that again. Can you put that up? Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds in me will live because of me. And so Jesus speaks of his pure, life-giving flesh and blood that we we are to eat and drink. I'm not talking about... A real flesh, a spiritual connecting with the Lord. In other words, when you pick up your cross daily and connect with your God and you get intimate with Him, you'll come out of your prayer closet full of joy, and you won't be drawn away to participate in the lust of the flesh. Or in the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. Speaks in the Bible of the lust of the flesh, the things that your eyes lust after, of women and men of you know the lust of the flesh, desiring that. When you're in the joy of the Lord, when you're in the presence of the God, uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, (laughs) Gavin. That's good, eh? It's got to be quick. Of the Lord, when you come out of His presence, those things, you see it for what it is. It's our duty. Let me first say. So in other words, when you When you pick up your cross daily and connect with your God and you get intimate with him, you will come out of your prayer closet full of joy and you won't be drawn away or participate in the lust of the flesh or the lust of the eyes or the pride of life because the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of Jesus, the joy that comes from spending time with the Lord is your strength against these things. It's our duty as Christians to pick up our cross daily, to connect with our God in prayer so that when temptation comes, we are able to resist the devil and flee and go and live a life of joy. Jesus said, pray to his disciples, pray so that you don't fall into temptation. Matthew 26 verse 41 in the New Living Translation it says, keep watch and pray so that you will not give into temptation for the spirit is willing but the body is weak. When you're not spending time with the Lord, when you're not getting into His joy, you are weak. Your body is weak. You will give in easily to temptation. And some of us might be giving in to temptations even recently and even daily, whatever it might be, whether it's gossip and slander or pornography or cigarettes or whatever you're struggling with, you're giving in to it. because you're not getting your strength from the Lord. There's something about getting into the Lord's presence regularly where He comes and His anointing comes and breaks that yoke. I want to say go and get the joy of the Lord in the presence of God as you cry out to Him so that you can have strength and resist the things of this world. Pick up your cross daily for the joy set before you. There's a joy set before you as you pick up your cross. Now when I say pick up a cross, I mean sometimes you need to get up in the morning and you have to actually pick up your cross. You need to make that sacrifice and get down on your hands and knees and you need to pull yourself into the throne room of God. It says in the Bible, now we have confidence to enter The presence of the Lord. In the past we couldn't. In the Old Testament you had to do it through a priest. You talk to the priest, the priest talks to God. But because of Jesus dying on the cross and his flesh being ripped open it says the curtain of the temple is ripped open and now spiritually we can come into the presence of God. We can come into the Lord's presence at his feet where he's surrounded by four living creatures. One the face of a man, one the face of an ox, one the face of a lion, one the face of an eagle and 24 elders. And they're watching As we come into his presence, we have that access to come into the presence of the Lord daily. Amen? We must do that. It takes effort to be intimate with the Lord. And the Lord knows that. That's why he encourages us to pick up our crosses. He encourages us to pick up our crosses. Because when we leave and we have his joy, it prepares us for anything. It doesn't matter what gets thrown our way. Because as we've been spending time with Jesus, His joy strengthens us. For me to pick up my cross daily for the joy set before me is the key to victory over all the enemy's plans against me and against you. As we purpose ourselves to find the joy of the Lord. When we've got the joy of the Lord, I'm not worried about 2022 or 2023 or about any financial thing. Because I've been spending time with the Lord. I just want to finish with a, um, before I pray for us, I just want to finish with a a testimony um, about giving, tithing. So about two weeks ago, all of a sudden, I had no work. And um, I was saying, Lord, how can it be? I've always got work. You're always giving me work. Because I'm always paying my tithes. I love to pay my tithes. In fact, I can't wait to pay my tithes. I take 10% of what I make and I give it to the Lord. And even more so now, I've been going to different, over the last couple of months, to seven, eight different churches and preaching the word there and sharing the gospel. And I'm thinking to myself, but Lord, I'm doing all these great things for you. (laughs) Like I'm I'm doing you a big favor. Don't you see me, Lord? But that was it. I mean, don't you see me, Lord? I'm doing all these things. And I'm preaching the gospel. I'm not even getting paid for it because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a full-time pastor. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm using my own finances to get to these places. And, and, uh, and I'm paying my tithes. And, and sometimes at the venues where I go, I, you know, just as an example, and to be a blessing to the church, I put some money into the box there. And sometimes I, I see somebody, I see this person has got a need, and I go and I give him some cash, but no one's seeing. And... Um, I'm like, Lord, and and I'm praying to the Lord, and um, I'm saying, Lord, uh, what's going on? I don't see you. I don't feel you, and there was just like a deadness, and now I'm going to go to the noon, and I'm going to preach there, and um, I'm saying, Lord, I can't go there, and I'm not even feeling you. I'm not experiencing you. There's nothing, and I'm pushing in, also for the joy, but I'm not, but there's nothing, and so it's difficult sometimes. But, you know, we are called to persevere in that. And so I'm pushing in, and I hear this preach that Brad Rain was giving here about peace. And I just heard about it. I didn't hear the actual preach. I just heard about the preach. It's about peace through all things. I'm not sure. That word started to minister to me. That even though I've got no work, I must have peace. And it was difficult for two weeks. No work. And all, after many years, all of a sudden this happens to me. And I thought, you know what? I think the Lord is starting to... He's wanting to mature me a little bit here. Because in my mind, I'm thinking... Because I'm doing all these things, I must get the finances. And... uh, But I'm saying, Lord, I don't want to go into the noon... And go and stand there before the people... And I don't feel your power. And you're not with me. I'm like... And you're not giving me any money. You're not giving me any work. I'm just at home. And and at the same time, I feel the Lord saying... "You You must also not ask me for work... There are times when we have to ask the Lord and get on our hands and and knees and and, and humble ourselves and ask the Lord for work. Sometimes we have to ask our friends for work. But this was a time when the Lord was saying, you mustn't ask me for work. You must just trust me while you have no work. And um, I'm sure, Lord, I didn't see you. And the Friday before um, the noon, I get a message from Cindy Smith. You know, when that woman sends you a message, I first go pray. (laughs) (laughs) and she often sends messages to the elders you know we have an elders meeting and then the message comes through and Luke is, hey I've got a message from Cindy and like we listen and we hear it like sure this woman's been in the presence of the Lord which what we're speaking about she's talking about and that's the nice thing about getting into God's presence he's going to show you things it says in Jeremiah 33 verse 3 come to me and ask me things and I'll show you great things that you did not know and Cindy's one of those women in the church that uh, she seeks the Lord and the Lord shows the great things that nobody knows. And when she shares this, it's like, wow. Because she's been spending time with the Lord. And she says to me, hi, Declan. I felt to encourage you that, uh, that God sees you and that he's with you. This is your victory song, that he's with you in power and that he's faithful. God bless you. I was like, sure, Lord, I wasn't seeing you at all. And uh, so the Lord is saying, I want to mature you, even though you don't see me or feel me. You have to know that I'm with you, and I'm faithful, and my power is on you, even when you feel nothing. I want to say, even when we get into the Lord's presence sometimes, and we're crying out to Him, and we feel nothing, we keep on, for those two weeks, You we have to keep on crying out to Him, praying to the Lord, reading my Bible, now and again, you're getting something. Other times, it's just flowing, and you're writing down notes, and you're like, whoo, a favor. And now you're doing things and there's no favor. There's nothing. So I was feeling nothing and the Lord said, Let me, I want to mature you. And even when you feel absolutely nothing, you get into my presence. And that was the Friday and then on Sunday we go to the noon and the power of God was with us. Went with Bronwyn and Raynard and Futi and his family. I think we were about maybe 15 or 16 guys and um, Earl, Earl's mom as well. And I could see as I was preaching just the power of God on the people on the guys that came with me, the encouragement and, and the anointing on them to do the work of the Lord. Not just on the man that's preaching, but the people that go with. You can see the power on them and the anointing. And the Lord's declaration, my power is with you. You might not feel it in the week, but when you go and you preach and you tell someone about Jesus, it's with you. I think that's what discourages us from telling a lot of people about Jesus because we don't feel, we don't feel him. And um, the Lord had to mature me a little bit there. And so that was the Friday, the Sunday, Monday morning. I get a call from Sydney Ponton. Is he here, Sydney? Are you here? Not? uh, But he calls me and he says, out of all the people, it's not often that people from the church will call me for work. Sometimes they do. But I think this was for the Lord to say, you know what? This is me. And he called me to do a little job. I said, thank you, Lord. And it was so lucky, not the finances, because I must be honest, I had some finances saved to be okay into January, February. So it wasn't about the finances, it was about the Lord come through for me. And so he, he had a job for me, and the very next day I went to Joe. And he called me, I had to meet him at his property, and he had some work for me. It's a small job, another oak from the church. And so the Lord started to, while I, as I'm learning my lesson, um, he gave me some work, but then he, Joe hooked me up with a, an estate agent, and this lady had so much work for me. I was like, whoa, take it easy. But I had to give her so many quotes. <laughs> you know, it says in the Bible that if you bring your tithes into the house, Jesus says, I'll open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing, you won't have room to contain it. He doesn't say when I'll do it. <laughs> but he will do it, and he's faithful. Even when we don't feel, feel him and experience him. He's seeing you. He's watching you. And sometimes he's just maturing you. And I want to say over this festive season, don't expect just to go into the presence of the Lord and feel the anointing. Know that he's there. Have that faith. And uh, keep on. So, uh, so anyway, this, this agent has so much work for me. I did a couple of jobs for already and sent out quotes for more work and I've got to go ahead. And while I'm While I'm at the the complex, there's a lot of units, and she's showing me the different units that she manages. And I'm saying, you know, we can do that, that, and that. And she says, yeah, but I've been struggling with this for a long time, and I'll make a quick course. No, I'll get a few tomorrow. And she looks at me, and she says, I'm sure God sent you my way. And (laughs) And I didn't say that, but I said to her, the Lord, he does whatever he wants to do. It's a Christian lady. I said, the Lord does what he wants to do. And uh, he, he did that, you know. Thank you, Joe. You're just a channel, no joking. <laughs> Thanks, my brother. And uh, so she said she sent a message to Joe. I finally found someone I can trust. And she's got a lot of properties to look after, but I'm not cared about all the properties and the finances. Just that I'm really uh, was joyous about the process and about the Lord coming through for me. Not about uh, the, the finances. Not about. I don't love the money just the process and the Lord working in our lives, testing us, you know, and maturing us. Um, so whether you feel it or not, and whether you have work or not, you know, keep on. Keep on pushing into the Lord, even if you don't have work for a long time. The Lord is watching you. Like Sandy said, you know, the Lord spoke to you and said, He's watching you. He's with you, and His power is with you, even though you don't feel it. I want to encourage us as we come to an end here. Um, I want to encourage us, guys, over this time to seek the Lord. If you haven't been, to get on your hands and knees in the morning, for those of you that can. Some of you might have a sore back. But get on your hands and knees and cry out to the Lord. Connect with the Lord. Don't waste time. Don't go um, into 2022 and you haven't finished your, your year well. Finish your year sacrificing your time. Making time for the Lord. Getting into that Prayer closet, getting into that prayer closet and crying out to God, connecting with Him so that the oil can flow. That the juice it says that when the branch is connected to the vine, the juice flows and you bear fruit. When you're connected to Jesus, there's going to be an oil, a juice that flows from heaven into you, and you're going to bear fruit. Don't waste your, your Christmas, you're on leave from work, but don't be on leave from the Lord. Connect with Him every morning and see how your day is. See how the joy of the Lord opens up doors for you. And the joy, I want to say, is always not just for you, but it's for the person that doesn't know Jesus when they see you. It says in the Bible just last, it says in the Bible that um, in the time of the apostles, um, in the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they were so full of power, they'd been spending time with the Lord, that even the people that wanted to kill them, the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin and the and, and, and the religious people of the day, they wanted to assassinate these guys. Because they were full of envy and jealousy and, and works and religion. And when they had them before them in the court, they themselves saw that these men had been with Jesus. They couldn't deny the fact that these men had been with Jesus. And um, some of them were affected. It says that many of the Jews then came. Not all of them, but many of them came and they got saved. So because of the joy that you get in that quiet place, the joy that you get from the Lord as you connect with Him. You can't help but, something can't help but happen to you. And to your soul and your spirit, man, when you're spending time with God in the throne room. You, you can't be the same again, even though you don't feel Him. And what's going to happen is people that are not saved are going to see something on you. They're going to see the joy of the Lord. They're going to see the anointing on your life. And they're going to be drawn to that. But also be careful of that. Amen. Amen. Can we pray? Why don't we all stand? You want to stand and stretch your legs? Can we do a few exercises? No I'm joking, <laughs> but you can stretch. And um, how many of you are feeling the joy? Come on. Can we say thank you, Jesus? for his joy. For that joy, friends, I want to say it takes an effort. It takes you getting into the quiet place. It's not the joy of the world where somebody gives you some money and you got joy, but the joy of spending time with the Lord is going to take effort, but it's going to change you. It's going to strengthen you. It's going to protect you over this time. Can you say amen? amen? Amen. Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, and he died on that cross. They spat in his face. They pulled his beard. He knew this was going to happen. It was written hundreds of years before in the prophets. And he still, he went on the cross and they stabbed him with the javelin, with the spear in his side and blood and water came out. But he endured that cross so that we can have this today, so that we can be in relationship with God through his son Jesus. It says in the Bible that, um, I was thinking of that this morning, that there's a year of favor of our Lord, where his favor is for you, where you can come to him, where you can receive forgiveness of your sins. Because He wants to forgive you and wash you with the blood that flowed from the cross. He wants to do that, but it says in the same in, in the next verse that there's also a day of vengeance of our God where God comes and says, You rejected my son, what he did in the cross, he did it for you for the joy set before him. He did it for you, but you reject my son now. I reject you for all eternity. This is a day of vengeance of our God, but he loves you and he wants to save you. So, with every head bowed and every eye closed I want to ask you this morning if, as you are here today and you say to yourself you know what I've never asked Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior to forgive me of all my sins and I want to be sure going into going into the Christmas going into the New Year going into this festive season I need the protection of the Lord I need the joy of the Lord I need Jesus today you want to make a commitment and say I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life I'm turning to God if That's you this morning. I want you to put your hand up with me. Can you put your hand up? Don't be shy. I see your hand. Wonderful. Wonderful. Wayne. Wayne. Can you just stretch them? Is there anybody else? I see your hand at the back. Can you go stand by that man? Well done buddy. Well done. That someone there as well? If you can go stand by those people. Guys, if you can go stand by those people. Is there anybody else this morning? You're saying, you know what, I want to be right with Jesus. He died on the cross for my sins. Someone down there? Thank you, with him. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anybody else this morning? Can you stand by that person over there? Well done. Well done for putting up your hand. Well done. It says, for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. Jesus went up on the cross and He suffered for you and me. And it says that as you acknowledge Him as you're doing now before men, when He comes to take you, to be with Him forever and ever, He will acknowledge you before the angels of the Lord when they come. Well done. I'm going to ask one more time. Is there there anybody else? I want to just give you that opportunity now. There's a year of favor where the Lord's favor is on you. And I want to say, don't harden your heart. If the Lord is speaking to you this morning and saying, my son, my daughter, I want to save you. I want you in my family. I want you in my kingdom. I want you to be with me forever and ever. I'm going to give you one more chance. If that's you, put your hand up. Is there anyone else? Okay. I'm going to pray first. Let's all pray together. Let's all pray together. Lord God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and that you died for me. You suffered for me. And you rose again on the third day so that I could have a chance to have all my sins forgiven To be washed clean by your blood. I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. And I acknowledge today that I'm your child. Help me to walk this out. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy and your sacrifice on the cross that I can have eternal life with all these beautiful people. Amen and amen. Why don't we give the Lord a a praise? Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't we say, (laughs) I'm going to say hallelujah, you say amen, okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen. You may all be seated. (laughs) I was going to call Lucas up now, but um, uh, can I just, I just want to, as you're seated, those guys that um, really just committed to the Lord this morning and gave their hearts to Jesus, make sure that those sheep don't run away. That you connect with them, you've got their numbers, and um, it says in the Bible that God. Sets the lonely into family. I know that even when I was in a family of five, I was lonely. I was a drug addict, and God took me, and He set me into a family. You guys. And so for two weeks, I was preaching somewhere else, but I was, I, missed, I missed this. I missed you guys. Look what the Lord has done. <laughs> but uh, I want to pray for us again, if we can close our eyes. Just a second thing. And uh, this is for, in your heart, you're saying, Lord, I want to be committed. I haven't been 100%, and I can tell you, friends, I haven't been 100% committed to getting into the presence of the Lord every morning. But He's been testing me with His Word, and I've been having to do that. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. But if you're saying this morning in your heart, I want to commit, Lord, to getting into your presence for the joy set before me, I want to endure my cross, pick up my cross every day. Because I want the joy of the Lord. I want to walk in the, the anointing that you have for me, I want to walk in the power that you have for me and the grace. I want the joy of the Lord, God, to strengthen me. If that's you this morning. I want you to put your hand up with me. Put your hand up, why? Praise God. Lovely. Lovely. Sometimes I'm going to pray, but sometimes you don't even need to pray because the Lord sees this is your commitment. Your commitment, is Lord, I want to get into your presence. I want the joy of the Lord. I want the anointing to flow on me. I want to be close to you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for each and every one year, Lord God. And Father, we are committing this morning to be a people that lay down our lives, that sacrifice our flesh, that die to our selfish nature, Lord, every morning, and that we will get into our prayer closet. We will get into the prayer room, Lord, and we will seek your face, and we will cry out to you, and we will share our deepest concerns and worries, Lord, and we will praise you and thank you. Sometimes not even intelligently, but just wildly. Lord God, lovingly and passionately, teach us to be zealous. And Lord, your word says that the Holy Spirit comes to help us to pray because we don't even know what to say. But Lord, may we get into your throne room daily and pray. And may the Holy Spirit come and blow wind in ourselves and teach us to pray for the lost and for our families and for our leaders. And for the orphans and for victims and all sorts of things, Lord. There's so much. That we would be a people of your presence, Lord. And we would come out shining for Jesus Christ. That the people look and say, wow, these people, this person, this man, this woman, this child has been with Jesus. That we would do that, Father. We trust you, Lord, to come and help us. And even when we don't feel you, Lord, that we will push in. Even when we don't have the finances, Lord, we will push into your presence, Lord. Even though we don't have, we don't feel the anointing and the power and the glory, we will humble ourselves, Lord, and get into that place and cry out to you and connect with you every single day. That we will never be the same again, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. And we all said? Amen.